one slate. One slate. Proof's in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. I'm not going to lie. Actually, wearing those sunglasses isn't too bad. I have light shining on me for, for the video. So it's actually got a nice point having those on. But come on, man. Like, you, you literally, it's just right. It's not possible to run worse than me. There's no way, right? Hitting everything else, ejection and an injury in the same day. Have Kawhi Leonard over assist. Last night, easily going to hit. You better believe he gets injured. It's just like, come on, right? Like, come on. There's just no one. There's no one. No one that runs worse. No one. You can't do an injury and an ejection, right? That, that can't happen. It can't happen. All right, let's recap everything I haven't uploaded for the last couple days. I apologize for that, but we're back on the grind. So let's go over my uh, lineups for the last couple days. We'll tilt some things. So uh, this was this was Friday's slate. Um, we went with, um, I guess, it's a couple Wizards with Denny and Porzingis. Stacked the uh, Blazers. That game turned a massive blow. Got Schroeder at relatively low ownership. D'Lo got ruled out late. Melton, two quick ones. That's what I'm talking about, right? Quick ones on a low on Melton cost me a lot of money. Vucevic, you better believe he picked up two quick ones that day too. Massive blowout too to pay out the faders, right? So still cashed, still a good night, but still ran awful. Oh, this is and this was just not. This was Saturday, nah, right? This no, nope. Looking like I'm gonna have a huge, huge night. Random massive blowouts everywhere for everyone in my lineup. Random massive blowout in Philly. Yes, it was random. Random massive blowout for the Clippers as well. Westbrook smashing in the first half. Negative fantasy points in the second half. Melton. Oh, you better believe he got in foul trouble again here. It's just like, come on. So close. Looking like it was a big night. Blowouts in every, for everyone for me. More proof, right? And then tonight. Right? It's just you can't run worse than me. You know. Right, Sharp, Brown, Eubanks, Smashing. Oh, how about, okay, so Smart ejected. Watford injured. Dylan Brooks at no ownership. Two quick ones. Comes in to start the second quarter. You better believe it's number three right to the bench. Barely plays the first half for unowned Dylan Brooks. So we have an ejection, an injury, and that's a foul trouble for Brooks. It's just, it's, right? Like, I know you guys all know that I, I run awful, but I, we, still have to, we still have to discuss it, right? We, we still have to recap and, and, and just let everyone know that it's just like, wow, there's just no one. One's worse. It really isn't. There really, 
really isn't. It's just impossible. Um, I came close to taking down the early slate, um, and uh, I did not have Kobe White to at a ceiling game at like 6K that for some reason some people played, so that was a little bit tilting too. But that's where you got everything DFS-wise. Now, as far as prize picks goes, it has been a heater. Um, I know I haven't, I haven't uploaded the last couple days, but this was Friday night. Full sweep. You better believe that's a 25X. Finally, didn't run awful there in prize picks. Hit all six plays. Love that. Um, we hit day one, and then we just hit day two of the ladder challenge as well. This well, this was day two a couple days ago. It was a push because Kawhi got injured. It was He had four assists at half, and he gets injured. It's, that's what I'm talking about, right? That's what I'm talking about with no one running worse. This was last night. I was looking like I was going to have a full sweep. Kawhi gets injured. Westbrook literally goes for negative fantasy points in the second half. Massive blowout, too. It's like, what? Um, and then this was a sweat, but it hit. Jaron Jackson Jr. coming through big. Um, so uh, last three days, what, we went 6-0 and on Friday, 3-1-1 and on Saturday, and then it went 3-2 and today overall. So been a really good stretch for prize picks i will have a video up after this if you guys are curious and we're moving on to day three maybe we can advance from day three of the ladder challenge last couple times we've not been able to but yes that's the recap of everything guys hope you had a good night and let's talk about this eight game slate quickly though again the sponsor of the video is prize picks we just we talked about it but if you guys are not familiar it's a player prop site you build two three four five up to six player props and we went to 25 x your money i'll have a link in the description as well but make sure to use the code dkdfs for 100 match up to 100 it's a free 100 to play with on the site and if you're looking for premium content you can check my patreon i have dfs and prize picks packages if you're looking for more prize picks plays or just in more enough content for dfs link down below all right, Dallas and Indiana is the first game here. So for Dallas, uh, Luka Doncic picked up his 16th technical, so he'll be out for this game. So you should have Kyrie Irving running the show, sub uh, 10K. He's been really quiet of late, but I think he is too cheap. I think without Luka, he should be about a, like a low 10K player, like 10 low to mid 10K player. So he's at 9-8 in a great matchup. I do like Kyrie quite a bit. Christian Wood, minutes, I mean, 17 last game, but previous to that, he's been playing mid-20s. Without Luca, like they could rely on him a little bit more, but it's just like it's never a good feeling because his minutes are never secure. But he'll be productive when he's in the court. Just a matter of you know how many minutes he's going to play. So I always like his upside in tournaments. If you get the game where Wood pushes for thirty plus minutes, he could smash. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. is five five. I mean, he'll play probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like twenty five to thirty, like somewhere in the mid to like twenty five to thirty five minutes. So he plays well, could play a bit more. Um, Hardy, I think, is a bit pricey. I know he had that one big game. When it was either Luke or Kyrie miss, I forget, and he kind of nuked off the bench. But that was definitely an outlier. I don't think I can get to him coming off the bench. Bullock at 4-3, Kleba at 3-6, they're reasonable. They're going to play a good chunk of minutes. Dwight Powell got benched last game, so um, that's Dallas. Moving on to the Pacers. So we got Halburn and Turner questionable. Kind of hoping they play. I just I don't like Pacer slates. I, I really don't. It's just Carlisle always is a troll. Um, I just don't want to deal with it. So I'm really hoping they both play. Now, if they both miss... So if Halburn misses, it really benefits, you know, Nemhard and McConnell. Uh, McConnell should play mid-20s minutes on the bench. He would probably be my favorite play on the Pacers. Nemhard would start, probably play 25 to 30 minutes. He'd be a reasonable option. Then more usage for guys like Heald. Nawara had a huge game last game. Matherin, Naismith. Those guys all look better if Halburn misses. Then if Miles Turner misses, you should get the combination of Jalen Smith and Isaiah Jackson splitting the center position. I would, I would like both quite a bit. Both are good point-per-minute guys with Jackson and with Smith. So if you get them splitting the center position, 
I think both would be great value. So we'll keep an eye on that. O'Shea Brissett will be in the rotation as well. Um, he only played seven minutes last game, but probably would play a bit more if there's no Halliburton and Turner just because, you know, another body. But yeah, so that's big news again. And if Halliburton and Turner are in, then I think Halliburton and Turner are reasonable plays. Um, you know, Buddy Heald still be playable. You know, if you want to target Nawara off the bench, that's fine. But his minutes fluctuate. I mean, you saw he did last game, but... You can, like, this is also his floor. Like, he does have a relatively low floor, too. So, I'm going to feel a lot better about these secondary plays if Halliburton and Turner both sit. Milwaukee and Detroit. So, you got Giannis probable. Um, no one else really important. I mean, Jay Crowder status is probable as well. So, I don't really think I can get to any of the secondary plays here from Milwaukee. I think it's really just Giannis for me, who there's blowout risk here. But if, if the game stays competitive and you get, like, low to mid-30s minutes from Giannis, yes, clearly the ceiling is there. Moving on to the Pistons. It just had a really... A team that, like, for tournaments, like Ivy, like, they're running a relatively tight rotation, but price points are now about right. Like, 7-1 for Ivy, 6-6 for Hayes. Can these guys still have a good game to their price points? Yeah, but it's a little bit less likely. Bagley, you know, we've, we've seen some big games from him. We've also seen a low floor. Wiseman at 5-7. You know, if he stays out of foul trouble, I think it's fine, but he's splitting uh, minutes right now with Jalen Dern at 5K. It's just like, meh. Magruder might be back. Uh, Corey Joseph, also questionable. It's not huge news if he misses. Probably Hampton gets a little bit more run. Amorier, like, it's just like, eh. There's nothing I love on the Pistons. Houston and New York, it's the same thing we're, we've been talking about with Houston. Another tournament team for me. Not the best matchup, but these guys are playing huge mess. They're running eight-man rotation. So KPJ, Green, Shingoon, uh, I like their upside quite a bit. I think if the game's his competitive, one of those guys will have a really good game. Smith, Martin are, are kind of secondary plays. I think my boy Tari Eason a little bit pricey. Um, I guess he did play... Th- his minutes have ticked up of late a bit, actually. I take that back. Well, hold on. Did Jay Sean, is Jay Sean Tate, if Jay Sean Tate is continuing to be out, then I do have some interest in Tar Eason. Like, I didn't even realize that, that his minutes, I guess this game was a blowout, though. This game was kind of a blowout. I don't know. Like, he gets extended if the game blows out. I'm going to say he's playable in tournaments. I, I think on average, you're probably seeing 25 minutes from him. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'm less than anyone else. Maybe like Christopher probably sees some rotation minutes, but not enough for me to get to him. On the Knicks side, I mean, can we talk about the Knicks that, that last late? I mean, come on. I, I literally had the nuts if Brunson would just played. Brunson misses. I stack the Knicks, and I get punished. RJ Barrett, Josh Hart. How, how Can someone explain to me how this happened? 14 fantasy points in 30 minutes for RJ Barrett. And Josh Hart, who's been ultra consistent, 29 minutes, 18 fantasy points. But with a fully healthy team, he's putting up 30 a night, right? Just come on. How did the faders know? How did the faders know that would happen? How did they know that Quentin Grimes would have a career game? How did they know? A 50 bomb for Grimes. So I had Grimes too, but I literally had everyone else in the net, so it just didn't matter. But that, that was just a little bit outrageous of a game from Quentin Grimes, to be honest. Um, now, if Brunson plays, I think it would mainly just be Brunson, Randall, and then a little bit interested in the centers with Robinson and Hartenstein. If Brunson misses, you have to have short-term memory. Uh, quickly would still be a good play at that price. Randall would be a good play at the top. And I would like Barrett and Hart a good amount. I know they burned me last slate, but I'm fine going right back to the well. Robinson played 30-plus minutes last game, and he's splitting with Hartenstein, so it's basically a full 48 with those two combined. Rhymes, if there's no Brunson, I think it's fine. I think it'll definitely be over-owned. So if Brunson gets ruled out, we'll see how the ownership comes in on him. But I'll pro- if, he, if he's like pretty popular, I, I'll probably fade. His last game was very clearly an outlier game from him. Phoenix and Utah, so DeAndre Aiden is expected back here. It's a good matchup. I think the, the top three guys look fine in Booker, Paul, Aiton. Um, Aiton, if there's no limitations, would be my favorite at 7-4, but there could be some sort of a limit. He's been out for 10 days. 
Paul, 7-4, should play low 30s minutes, and Booker should play mid to high 30s minutes, be their number one option. If you want to mess with these wings and tournaments, to be my guest, but it's group of like a Koji and Warren and Ross and Craig and Shamit. Like, I don't really know how the, like, the minutes are kind of fluctuating for these guys. Last couple games, it has been Warren and Ross playing really well off the bench, but kind of feels like a chase. Like, I don't think we continue to expect, you know, Warren and Ross to average like 30 fancy points a game. So, right? Like, it's very clearly an outlier back-to-back games for Ross. So, like, I have interest in both those guys, but I feel like they're going to be a bit overowned too. For Utah, we got to keep on the stats with Lori Markkinen. No Clarkson, no Sexton, no Gay. If Markkinen's out, then I think the guy that stands out the most to me probably would be a Kelly Olenek. I know the minutes aren't great, but he just gets the big usage bump. Almost had a triple-double last game, so would like Olenek a good amount, even at the price point. Kessler, THT would be fine. Dunn will back up THT, probably in mid-20s minutes. Obachi, Fatekio, they should see a lot of run. But at their price points, it's like, me. Eh, I don't love either. Um... As a bookie, probably gets a little bit of the backup five run. I just don't really trust his bench rotation. JTA, it's so gross. Like JTA, Johnny Juzeg, it's such a disgusting bench right now for the Jazz. But uh, And then if Lord Marketing plays, I'm probably just going to stay away from this team. Philadelphia, Denver, this one should be a great game to watch. I'm hoping everyone's available for this game because I really want to watch it. Um, Embiid versus Jokic, like, yeah, that's... That's a game I want to watch. Um, but yeah, Embiid and Harden both questionable. I'm pretty sure Embiid's going to play. He's been questionable for like 10 straight games, and I feel like he just plays every single time. I think Harden's more 50-50. He's missed the last couple of games. So we'll talk about it really quick. If both are out, which I don't think will happen, but if both are out, then, you know, it's Maxi, it's Harris, it's Melton running the show. Paul Reed should play a good amount off the bench. Milton will look good. You know, even some of these wings like Niang, McDaniels would be playable. Um, if Embiid is in, Harden is out, then um, I like Embiid 11-5. Um, you know, I think he would be a little bit too cheap. And then Maxi, Harris, Melton would all be reasonable, but I wouldn't call any of those guys priorities. The prices have come up from Harden's miss last couple games. And you would see Shake Milton playing somewhere in the neighborhood of like low to mid 20s minutes off the bench. He would be a fine value. Um, and then if Harden and Beat are both in, I would say mainly just the top two. I don't think I'll get to anyone else. For Denver, so you got MPJ status up in the air. I'm pretty sure if he misses, you'll get Bruce Brown in the starting lineup. It's basically like if anyone misses outside of like Jokic, it's Bruce Brown that starts. Um, he's been playing pretty solid minutes off the bench already. And I think if he starts, he probably plays mid-30s minutes. I would like Bruce Brown a good amount. There's no Michael Porter Jr. Jokic 11-4. I like a ceiling. You know, Jokic against Embiid. Obviously, there's some foul risk with these guys playing up against each other. But um, yeah, the ceiling's high on both. Jamal Murray, 7.9. Uh, you know, does have a 50 fancy point upside. I like him for GPPs. Gordon's just fine. KCP's just fine. Again, Bruce Brown is playable either way, but would benefit if Michael Porter Jr.'s out. Reggie's been out of the rotation. Uh, the backup center rotation is kind of a mess. I don't think I'll mess with it. You're seeing Jeff Green, Christian Brown kind of rounded out, but I don't think it's necessary to go to those guys. Minnesota, Sacramento. So for Minnesota, it's a back-to-back here. Cat played tonight. So if I had to guess, I would say Carlton Towns does not play tomorrow, but don't know that for sure. I also want to see what the rotation looks like tonight to see how the minutes worked, how many minutes did Ant play, how many minutes did Cat play. Um, so, like, it's a great matchup here for Minnesota, but if everyone plays, I don't know if I get to anyone. Um, a lot of these guys priced up from when Cat and Ant were out. They're both, well, Ant's, for, I'm pretty sure, will for sure play. I don't know about Cat. So, if a Carly Towns misses, then I, I like Ant at the top if he plays normal minutes. 8.8 .8 would be a bit too cheap. And then, you know, Conley, McDaniel, slow-mo would be like secondary plays. Gobert would still be fine, but feels priced about right. And if Cat plays, I don't know if I can get to anyone on this team. Sacramento, so the big news is De'Aaron Fox. He's questionable. He missed last game. If De'Aaron Fox misses, so the ceiling goes up in Sabonis. We have seen like his role doesn't change too much when Fox is off the court. 
Um, Davion Mitchell gets the biggest bump. He would start, play 25 to 30 minutes. 4.5K, still would have interest in him. The wings would all look better with Herter, Murray, Barnes. You saw all three have good games, but especially Kevin Herter. I just like 6.7K for Herter feels kind of like a lot. And if Fox is in, I'm not touching any of these guys. Monk randomly got benched. I mean, that can happen. We've seen it a couple times now where Fox misses. Everyone thinks Monk's going to play more. Like, if he doesn't play well, they will bench him. He's one of those guys where it's up and down. So, like, he's still playable in tournaments, but never a guarantee with his minutes. Ray Lyles' minutes have been taken down, so can't go to him. And, uh, yeah, that's Sacramento. So, let's finish it up here. Last couple of games. New Orleans, Portland. So, this game looks appealing if, if it can stay competitive. Ingram, CJ, in a competitive game, I expect them to play close to 40 minutes. Um, back-to-back blowouts, though, with the reason that Ingram only played uh, 34 and CJ's only played 36 and 35. But, again, this is a phenomenal spot. And JV, I still think, is a little bit too cheap. He continues to play low to mid-30s minutes. If he continues to get these minutes, he should be like a 8.5 to 9K player. Right now, he's still sub-8K. So I know it's sticker shock, but the minutes have been super, super secure. So knowing my luck, I'll finally buy into JV here, and then they'll actually troll and go to Larry Nance. But if he continues to play low to mid-30s minutes, I still like JV. Murphy had a huge game last game, bit of an outlier, obviously, but um, he's a fine last piece in, as is Herb Jones. Richardson, Marshall, Nance will round out the rotation. If you think they troll with JV minutes, then you can take a shot in a cheap Larry Nance, but um, doesn't look like they're going that route as of right now. For Portland, so again, I had Watford. He was smashing in the first quarter, injured. Smart, ejected. Dylan Brooks, massive foul trouble. It's just like, again, right? Like, we don't, we don't, I, I don't have to keep doing it, but I just want one more time. It's just not possible. Not, there's no one, um, there's no one that runs worse. There's no one. Um, but yeah, so with Watford out, I assume that Little starts. Um, I mentioned Little as a pivot off of Chalk Keon Johnson tonight. That looked like it's going to work out in a big way. Um, but yeah, so I don't think Watford will play. With that being said, they should have a starting lineup of Sharp. Um, or Ryan Archidiak now Sharp, Bible, Little, Eubanks. If the game stays competitive, there's a lot to like here for Portland. Sharp should run the show offensively. I think he looks good in the mid-range. Archidiakno has not been great, but if he continues to start, he's fine for value. Eubanks looks great, especially if Watford can't play because they don't have many bigs left behind him. Um, you saw uh, or, or Thibault minutes been a little bit up and down, but he'd be reasonable. Reddish off the bench would be playable. Keon Johnson would be a solid value off the bench. He's kind of playing the backup point right now. Um, he had a bit of an outlier game last game at Chicago, but I think he would still be a solid value. And if there's no Watford, which I don't think he'll play tomorrow because he tried to return and couldn't, then Jabari Walker intrigues me at 4-2. They did bump up his price, but he'll most likely play the backup five. He's a good point per minute guy. I want to see how many minutes he played in the second half tonight, but um, I would have some interest in him too. We talked about Little. Like Little, assuming he starts, I think is one of the better values, sub 4K. You'll get Knox in the rotation. You might get a little bit of John Butler, to be honest, too. Um, I think, you know, Jabari Walker looks to be ahead of him in the rotation, but maybe he does get a few minutes as the backup five. I would just rather take the shot of Walker, though, who does have the power forward eligibility. Finally, Chicago and the Clippers. So, as I mentioned, Kobe White has been playing out of his mind. I will not, I will not chase it. But, yeah, 33, 28, 42, 33 fancy points for the last five games for Kobe. Um, with a fully healthy team, it's Levine, it's Rosen, it's Vooch's tournament plays. No standouts here. Same thing. Beverly feels priced about right. I think Io, Pat Williams, overpriced. Russo at 3-5, probably going to be my favorite value play. Played 26 minutes tonight. Um, a guy that, you know, is just the cheapest of these guys and should play mid-20s minutes. So I like Russo. Drummond got extended a bit last game because of the ejection to Vooch. Um, he's always a good point-per-minute guy, but most likely only plays, you know, 10, 12 minutes. So more of a large-field tournament play. 
Finally, the Clippers. So no Paul George, no Kawhi still. Or no no Paul George, no Norman Paul, I should say. Kawhi is probable. Um, I like Kawhi and I like Westbrook. I don't think they're going to be that popular. Last game was a massive blowout. Kawhi shot 4 of 16. Westbrook started really strong in the first half and then just did nothing in the second half. So I think both guys will be unowned in tournaments. But I like the upset in both. Like, you're going to get... Close to 40 minutes of quiet. This game is competitive, which it should. And Westbrook should play mid-30s minutes. I like both those guys as GBP plays. Zubach, Plumlee, they're splitting the center position. Tournament-only options for me. Gordon, Morris, Bones, Batum all feel too pricey for me. Terrence Mann at 4'8", also feels a bit overpriced. Like All these secondary guys are, are just too pricey for me. I'm not going to mess with any of them. I think it's mainly just Kawhi and Westbrook. All right, guys, so that's going to do it for the video. Again, apologize for not uploading the last couple of days. I'll put Price Picks 1 up after this. Make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell if you do enjoy, and we'll see you in the next video.